0: You're listening to the New Century Multiverse, Steamheart. Chapter 17, Winds of Virginia.
1: Butler. In Indianapolis, we finally found a city that had not only not fallen to the Wendigo, but was actually doing pretty well for itself. Leaving steam hot at the military barracks, the seven of us strolled down East Washington Street, breathing in the warm evening air, simply glad to not be traveling for a moment. One thing I have not yet gotten over is how the cities feel with too few people in them. Eleven years ago, before the Wendigo hit, Indianapolis had a population of nearly 50,000, with the corresponding homes and businesses to meet those numbers. Now... There's barely 5,000 across the whole area, and yet they tend to flock together for safety. So you'll get sections of the cities that are lively and populated, and then what feel like ghost towns further out, shrouded in darkness as night falls. These places are far more vulnerable to attacks from the Wendigo, and we've seen patrols of militia roaming from Marketplace to the edge of Inhabitation as the people protect themselves. I only wish we had this much free space in Washington, which has quickly become either the most desirable place to live in America, for the protection the military affords, and, conversely, for some folks the least. Harry walked at the back, and I made sure to keep an eye on her, forever having to keep the other one on James. He was agreeable enough in staying close to me without constant reminding. In this regard, Annie was having a great deal more trouble with Abigail. Can
2: we go see a show? I don't think we should be away from Steamheart for too long.
1: Annie responded, angling her head towards Harry meaningfully.
2: Nonsense. Getting away from it is exactly what we need. It might take our minds off things if we had some fun. You remember what fun was, right Annie? Winds of Virginia.
1: Abigail read from a billboard we were passing as a line of punters filed into the entertainment hall. This
2: one's starting in five minutes. A sweepin' romance for the ages, performed by the traveling theater troupe known across the eastern states as the Blushing Pilgrims, based on the true story of...
1: Fine, we'll get some tickets. Annie interrupted, catching my glance.
3: In fact, a night of entertainment in exchange for military credit sounds like the sweetest of trades right now.
1: As we took our seats, Annie pulled out a Vox tube.
3: Hush up. They're about to start. I'll record a little for posterity.
0: I don't think they'll be happy with you doing
3: that. I'll be super quiet. Harry, can you see all right? Just not Sparks. I think she can see all right.
4: There was a time in years now gone that chivalry and gentlefolk prevailed. Step back with us now to an era where ladies were ladies and men were bold knights to a mansion just south of Charleston, where a party is taking place.
5: Why, hello there, young miss. And what might your name be?
6: I'm Catherine Holloway.
5: What? Holloway. Then this here debutante ball is all yours. What brings you to the back porch all on your lonesome?
6: I just got so swept up in the majesty in Hullabaloo, I had to take myself away. Or else I'd scream.
5: You don't want to go back in and take your pick of the gentleman there?
6: I shall do so when I choose. I want to marry a fine young soldier.
5: Well, aren't you a box of fireworks? My name is Preston Beauregard, and I happen to be a fine young soldier.
6: We'll see about that. Care to dance?
5: Miss Holloway, I'm supposed to ask you that.
4: (laughs) Is this what
0: I think it is? I believe so.
6: Shh, I want to hear how it
3: goes.
4: The tide of war had swept the nation, leaving men broken in body and women broken in spirit.
6: Oh, Preston, tell me the ravages of battle have it taken you from me completely. Say something. Not a word. I shall wait. I'll wait with you, and I'll marry you as I promised, my dear one. I'm a lady of my word. But as God is my witness, I shall not give up.
4: In the years following, the Wendigo stalked our land, bringing with it new dangers. As so many fled west, some remained, refusing to abandon their land and national pride. Catherine was one of these, and her challenges were many.
6: Children, I'd like to welcome you to Weirwood Manor. This is where we shall hold out and endure while those beasts prowl our fields and forests. In here, you shall be safe, but you must be strong. You must all be strong.
4: But there were some... ...who did not share the new American work ethic, and sought to steal what others had grown and earned from the sweat of their backs.
6: And who, pray tell, are you, sir?
4: I head up a force of men passing through these parts. We're in need of food and shelter.
6: Well, you just turn that horse around and ride on back to your men. Tell them Catherine Holloway says Weirwood is not a place for leeches.
4: Now, why be silly, you pretty thing? I'm just asking for a little sucker and courtesy.
6: Sir, if you do not step off my porch, you will see the true test of my mettle.
4: Very unwise to threaten someone of my standing, someone with as many hungry men as I have at my disposal. Do you even know who
2: I am?
6: I don't give a damn. You bring whomever you have, we shall be ready.
2: She never said that. Shh.
6: Calm down. It's poetic license. Dr. Dr. Penrose, Miss Gray, prepare the children for battle.
3: Yes,
0: Catherine. What? Yes, Miss Katherine Ugh. I like punching. Surely good show. This is my nightmare. Oh, my uncle. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off.
4: The skirmish raged through the night, and the dawn brought with it a peculiar peace as the last raider fell. Eighteen of the brave weirwood assembly lay dead among them. The last to go was beside the cherry tree.
6: Oh, Preston, you fought with honor, and you have defended your lands. There is no greater thing that America could ask of you to give.
5: Tell me sweet words to send me on my way, dear one. Tell me, tell me that you will live on that you will keep that fire and never give up.
6: I will never give up, Preston. I promise you. My Silent Night. And I never did. For my life is now etched in history. And yet I am living it. Just as you all live yours. With bravery to face the darkness and bring America back to a land where hard work grants a lifetime of
2: satisfaction. That was amazing. It did turn out Pretty well.
1: It was definitely more accurate than I expected. Yes, yeah, shameless propaganda goes, it passed the time. I'm glad we didn't record that period when James and Abigail bitched about the actors they got to play you.
0: Well, as amusing as that was for all of you, we must concede to how much Winds of Virginia seems to mean to those around us.
3: That's right. Harry? The Cartographer's Handbook. This... this new story. People like it. They did some good. Something is working.
1: Are you alright, Harry?
3: No. I think it'll be a while before I can say I'm alright. But thank you for bringing me to see that.
1: Well, you're welcome.
3: Can we come see it again tomorrow night?
1: Of course. If it's alright with the captain.
3: We'd better get tickets quickly. Uh, They're selling out already. Annie... We did manage to get in the next night. I pulled some strings, flashed the government badge, and told them that the actual Gray and Penrose would be in attendance. We got in for free, in exchange for the two of them giving a little speech about how important plays like this were. Abigail stood, shifting her feet in front of the expectant faces. After all these months as a cartographer, she was still unaccustomed to rousing public speaking. The assassination of the Arlington's had been my worst nightmare, and I was not even present for it. It was possibly so frightening and repulsive because I was not there. Over the past days, I had run over and over in my head what felt like dereliction of duty for my former charge. And I knew full well Butler was doing the same. As I stood close to Abigail, scanning the crowd, I felt flashes of what happened to Hayes in Ohio. I had not saved him, and I had been there. Would things have been really all that different in Washington? Abigail spoke ...and I put my rushing thoughts aside to focus on the job at hand. Keeping her alive.
2: Thank you, thank you. As most of you will have heard by now... ...Thomas and Sarah Arlington... ...authors of the book in which this story was first printed... ...and directors of the National Intelligence Agency were shot dead several days ago in Washington. What you might not know, however, is the woman who replaced Thomas this morning. I have here with me her first communique with us, and I wanna read part of it to you now. She says this is a position requiring the utmost dedication, forging towards an ideal future. In the pursuit of that ideal, Compromises must be made from time to time, otherwise leadership becomes rigid. However, on the things that really matter, fairness, justice, protection of those who need it, those values should remain unyielding. I'm now working with Arlington's daughter, Truth, to ensure that the legacy of her parents is maintained. We all lost something on the day they died great leaders, great minds. But what cannot be taken away, no matter how many bullets, no matter the hate, is their inspiration, their example. And I intend to follow it. Signed, the new director of the National Intelligence Agency, Catherine Holloway. I'm fortunate enough to have known Catherine, and I think she, and indeed Thomas and Sarah, will be proud of what you good people have done here tonight. Bringing that inspiration to those who need it most. you keep doing what you're doing. Thank y'all.
3: Harry was in the front row. This was the first time I'd seen Sparks moved by someone of flesh and blood. Usually, it took an invention of supreme intricacy, a thing of wires and gears to get her rapt attention and heart pounding. I felt a swell of pride in my breast for what Abigail had achieved. A few days after that, While she wasn't back to her perky, dreamy self, Harry had returned to a state of alertness and fired up Steamheart on her own before busying herself with some much-needed repairs. It would soon be time to begin the long journey west to Missouri. The Pilgrims had succeeded in bringing Harry back to us, and in doing so, had set a fire at our feet. I watched her work with that supreme focus, and pondered my own return from inactivity. Was I moving now to meet one frightening scenario, or to get away from another?
0: You have been listening to episode 17 of Steamheart Winds of Virginia, written and directed by Alexander Shaw. Annie Oakley and Harriet Arlington, performed by Loretta Saylor. Abigail Gray, performed by Sharon Shaw. Frank Butler, performed by Spencer Lieb. Jeremy Pines, performed by Matt Wardle. James Penrose, narrator and raven, performed by Alex Shaw. Other, Catherine Holloway, performed by Haley C. McCarthy of com. Other, Preston Beauregard, performed by Matthew A. Siebert. Other, Bandit King, performed by Evan Pringle. Other, Abigail, performed by Debbie Morse. And Other, James, performed by Pascal Dooley. Where the West Begins, composed by Ferenc Hegedus of Shockwave Sound. Canon in D major, composed by Johann Pachelbel. Stoic Morning, The Bandit, Gramophone Taps, Heroic Reception, Cowgirl, Prospector Theme, and Ossuary. Composed and performed by Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. Our $15 patrons get sponsor credit every episode, so thank you to Joel Robinson, Abel Savard, Michael Hasko, Timothy Green, Matthew A. Siebert, Benjamin Biddle, Joseph Gluck Kevin Otero Luke Hatfield Nick Ord Duran Barnett Tom Painter Finbar Nicol, Jameis Enright Mark Lusch Dan Mayer Joe Crow Chris Finnick Toby Jungius Dave Hickman Aaron Lecluse Kieran Datchler, and Lorraine Shisham This chapter was clearly inspired by the episode of Avatar The Last Airbender named The Ember Island Players. I owe a great debt of inspiration to the creators of that show, including Brian Kanichko and Michael DiMartino, along with everyone else who brought us into that stunning world. You don't have to look too hard through the New Century multiverse to find elements touched by the Four Nations. If for some reason you've never seen it, remedy that today.